You can support the Terrible Warriors today by visiting patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. And you can support Onyx Path's Scion 2nd Edition by visiting their Kickstarter page right now, because it ends tomorrow! Holy crap! Today, on the Terrible Warriors, we wrap up our week-long daily campaign of the Scion 2nd Edition Kickstarter special with a debrief. Derek the Bard, Cassie Chu, Justin Eacock, and Mike Dodd return for one last time this week to break down the game, talk about what worked, what didn't. It's the debrief episode. It's where we debrief. Enough about me. I've got more to say at the end of the episode, including a sneak preview of our next campaign. But for now, let's return to your terrible warriors. Hey, folks, we're back for our debrief with uh, the fifth installment of our Scion 2nd Edition game. You can still we still got one day left on this Kickstarter. Uh, check it out over to well, kickstarter.com at yeah. uh, Scion 2nd Edition. And check out its publisher, the uh, Onyx Path Publishing, on Twitter at the Onyx Path. Do it. And uh, I'm Justin Ecock, sitting around the table with Cassidy 20 Love Chew. And Mike the Birdman Dodd. And we just wrapped up our first daily campaign. Uh, we, we recorded this on Sunday. We released it on Monday. And we've been giving you episodes throughout the whole week. And here we are on Friday. We just finished uh, the last episode on Thursday-ish. Kind of wrapped. Is that like wrapped up with a bow? Or just kind of like the kind of present you hastily cover in newspaper and bring over because you didn't really know what they wanted? No, it's like, you know what? It, it's... it's <laughs> You know, when you don't really know how to wrap, so instead you get one of those gift bags and you put it inside the gift bag and then put some tissue paper and it's like, and I did it. <laughs> exactly. It looks good, that, right? That's exactly it's the kind good. of feeling I have at the end of this <laughs> going, and we're done. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I think it, well, this is very, I tried to run this very much as like your a mini first quest for you guys, where sure. it was to establish you guys as a, as a band. Um or a circle, or I think they're still called bands of sounds. Um, and to just give you a quick taste of things. Nice. So when we return to this game, we get to call putting the band back together. <laughs> we Sion totally should play another one. Together. Or if we get different players that have to come rescue us, it can be called Band-Aid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cover band. I yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I would totally love to to get back into this again. This was fun. Yeah, I'd like to ramp up the supernatural side a little bit yeah. more. Uh, yeah. As much as I enjoy yeah. doing um, investigations, I don't feel like I played that out too well, or or this particular like I just didn't know the rules enough to to. I just wanted to fight things. Yeah. Plus a well, lot of my did. a lot a lot I was of my probably more physical than what that. I should have been. Yeah, I I but you it know. Worked. Quinn, you fucking Sean, like Dodd, uh, yeah, Sean yeah, in, in the second episode when you just kind of walked us through all those obstacles. And then when it came down to like, all right, bad guy fight boss time, time for me to be indecisive <laughs> about everything. I was surprised I scared Mr. Scion. Yeah. Okay, I really yeah, wanted I to come up with a clever Gaius for, for PyCon, and I just couldn't think of a promise to compel him onto. I just wasn't, I don't know, feeling... Option paralysis. I was just feeling dumb. I just couldn't come up with something. Oh, from now on, his name is Daikon. He's just a, he's a radish. I love the evil Scion Daikon. He's retconned. He's a radish now. I, I retconned. <laughs> I, just as we handed him over, I then walked up to him and told him that he is now <laughs> ob- obligated to refer to himself as Daikon. Yeah, no, it's like, no, it's like... <laughs> 
his guy that's that's the guy his guy is is that whenever somebody calls him by his name Pycon, he has to, to correct, correct them. them and Sorry, say that his name is Daikon. It's Daikon now. <laughs> and that's what he's now compelled to do. <laughs> that's what I whispered into his ear just as he was like handcuffed and taken off to the Greek gods. So now I just want to make like a doodle of like a radish with like a <laughs> Greek god helmet. To the real Pycon, who is a Patreon supporter whose name was used in this game, oh, we are God. we are sorry for butchering that and for <laughs> it is not you, but the the character in the story who yeah. we are ridiculing. I'm sorry, Pycon. Your yes. actual you're, name. You're, we you're thank my... you for giving us actual money <laughs> into the game to be named into our story. I'm sorry, Pycon. You're so, my you're my favorite radish. I promise. As well as I mean, we should mention that Derek <laughs> Pycon and Caesar Wolf and uh, uh, Skeo Exitem. Skeo Exitem. Those were Patreon supporters. Was that the troll yes. guy? Yes. Who trolled you in the first episode, Dodd? Um, I can't believe that was one power I was totally going to use for good. Completely and blocked you. I completely you. shit the bed off. Completely it. blocked you. And uh, those three oh, yeah. people were uh, our Patreon supporters who uh, uh, were uh, uh, qualified for the reward of being named as, a, as an NPC in our games. So that's who they were. So thank you for supporting us. Thanks, guys. I hope you don't mind us using your names for nefarious reasons. Yeah, and calling you radishes. <laughs> and Cedar <laughs> Salad. You radish. So what did you guys think of the system? I like it. I was kind of worried I wasn't going to get it in time, but it's basically World of Darkness, but I like how you play with successes and failures. Yeah, and I really like games, especially like this, that um, allow you to create almost any character you want, right? Like, uh, part of why I ended up falling into a character that was more like me was because we only had a week to put this together, but I would love, like... To play a Scion game where it's someone who's very much not like me at all, uh, there's no, quote, classes, really, to, to this game. It's pick your pantheon, uh, and, and where do you want to focus your strengths and, and your knacks and your boons and your skills and your relics that you have? Um, I, mean, I, I mean, yes, I, I was using Fragra and, and, and having this kick-ass sword, but uh, it could have been anything I wanted. Uh, and, and, and yeah, it's a bit of option paralysis, but if you want to come in with, if, if you're the kind of person who's really creative and wants to just create their own superhero, um, uh, this is incredible. Yeah, and uh, I originally designed all of the characters using the first ed rules before we knew that we were going to uh, have access to the second ed playtest. Yeah. And so there's a bit it, of it conversion a, going on. Yeah, it was a little bit of work. Now, there will be a conversion guide provided in the companion. We hit that goal on Kickstarter. Nice. We just didn't have access been... to that. Yeah. yeah. They haven't written and it that... yet. <laughs> Which, by the way, I've been watching the Kickstarter as we've been recording. We've actually had a few people get involved while we've been playing. Fantastic. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, on the day of recording, we're recording this on Sunday the 16th. Um as of like last night, they hit one thousand percent of their funding. That's and crazy. That's really cool. This and is that's really cool the because there are Onyx always Path people on a wholly house-owned, um, uh, like independent yeah. project. Because- and these things are fun because there's always you know people that are waiting for that last twenty-four hour period to throw in their support just to get that last kick-ass punch. Where everyone yeah. either upgrades their perks or uh, or, or gets in, so it's gonna, it's going to be a, a fun week uh, watching uh, that Kickstarter rise up to uh, the twenty second. 
uh, it's it's not done. And I can't wait to no, play this not. game when it's actually printed. That's going to be very there, cool. Was there anything you didn't like about the system that you found uh, difficult to use? I would have liked to have figured out if we could have used momentum maybe a little bit more yeah. because there was a few things I think I could have used it on because I realized my momentous virtue was purpose. I'd say whenever I went after these guys, I was acting with a purpose, that's for sure. Like, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to do what I need to do. I wondered if I should have gotten momentum for that, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, um, and just comparing yeah. uh, in terms of, like, especially early on with the investigation, comparing uh, to our Mutant City Blues game and to the Deadlands game, um, it was, uh, I, I felt a little aimless uh, starting yeah. off. Where I was like, where, yeah. where am I, like, where, where should I go? Fault. What that, am I supposed to do? And, uh, and and I mean I but I also get that feeling when we play uh, Dungeons and Dragons with Ravenloft uh, Dodd when we were uh, uh, in the castle that that game isn't out yet we pushed it back to make room for the Scion game but there's a moment where we get to a castle and we're like we're just walking around and and I'm not really sure where I'm supposed to go for the narrative uh, because. I want to move the story forward, but I don't really know how to get there yet. And so I just like, I'm like, what do I roll? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I was coming in completely cold into this game because of the speed that we had to get ready for it. I didn't really know what I was like. I'm, I'm reading yeah. my character and my rules sort of as we were playing the game. And uh, I thought when we got into Caesar Wolf and we met him, that's where we shone as a group. Uh, and did really well, uh, but um, the, the the very beginning of the investigation, and then the very end with the moral quandary, sort of like, just I just want to wrap yeah, I, this I up. Think, yeah, I think part of that is is there just wasn't a lot of time for you to develop your characters. Mm-hmm. I would love to well. have gotten to like, yeah, I'd I'd like to like have more exploration into these superpowers and into like the what is at stake, like to find out that he wasn't. The world wasn't really at risk with this guy. He was just selling yeah. stuff on the black market. I was like, okay, well, the stakes aren't really high. He's just like a drug dealer. Like, do I really care about this? I don't, like, whatever. Am I, I just felt like a, I don't know, a mall cop with this guy. I was just catching him and then handing All him over to the real bad Zion. guys. And I, I wanted <laughs> to be more, I wanted to feel more than a rent-a-cop with this, with this, uh, with this event. And then when I finally found out, oh, he's just, He's just peddling stuff. All right, well then, like, fucking let him go, and we'll hand over the Pandora's box, and then take on a cool mission. So. Yeah, but well, the same the time, that, the like... same people that sell nukes, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I want to be clear that what he was basically doing was the magical equivalent of selling nuclear warheads on the black market. Yeah, but I don't know. And then he was—it's just sort of like I just don't. Yeah, no, it's your, I could have put a bit more. He just um, didn't seem direct like direct evil in your face. Like, like, yeah. like. <laughs> Pick up a kitten and sacrifice him to get some powers. Then I have like a reason to attack you, right? <laughs> like I just didn't like why can't you just be a like evil? And I get it. Like not everything's black and white, but it's like also eh, why can't it be? I kind of I, I I played that in our Deadlands game, which isn't out yet either. Where uh, certainly I played with people that may or may not have been evil. But then in, like the last hour, I was like, no, I'm gonna make this guy really fucking evil so that no one has a choice. You mean dogs to, in the vineyard? Dogs in the vineyard. Um, yeah, right there for dead. Uh, uh, you'll see. Uh, you'll see. I kind of play around with that moral quandary where there's certainly a lot of people in the town, but I also always like to paint at least one character as just dripping with uh, you want to hate him. 
Yeah. And and I thought yeah. Caesar was going in that direction, but then we didn't really have any time to explore who Caesar was. But then you broke his knee. We stole his amulet and broke his knee and never really found out what the amulet's for, which I'm assuming is used to like identify other relics for what they are, and he was using it to appraise Pretty things. Because he used the amulet to immediately identify my sword. So he was basically the appraiser at this auction house. I was like, okay, that's boring. <laughs> I just yeah. want to no, kill I think monsters. I think... I was really, I was really pumped to fight that death claw. Is... Everyone was really scared of it. I was like, "Yes, let's let's stabby stabby." Oh well, we, then we closed up Pandora's box and you went away. Well, I mean, if Dodd had if Dodd had failed his <laughs> role, you would have had to fight a death claw, which would have been like maybe I lost an arm or I got a wicked scar. I mean, I guess thank, hashtag Instagram. Thank God I didn't fail that one. <laughs> I, I mean, on my end, I could have definitely crafted the story a, a little bit differently because this is kind of, I left it kind of open ended. Like this is um, if we were to run a longer form silent campaign, this whole magical um, like smuggling ring could certainly have been a longer term villain. Well, when did it change when we were planning this game? It sounded like we were attending uh, like an esports championship final. And I thought this was going to oh. be taking place in a stadium where Dodd was. The, it was commenting on it. Yeah, Cassie was I, playing in it, and I would have been in the audience. And then the whole I thing kind of changed gonna be like things over attack. the last few days. Um, just I was trying to tighten things up a yeah. lot. Oh, okay, just because of our time constraints. Because just uh, and I, I, I think I tightened it too much. Eh, well, you I, know, well, we live plus, and learn with with like doing the esports setting. Unless you know what you're talking about, yeah, that was it's the other easy thing. to get a lot of details wrong. Exactly. But no, I thought this was okay. I mean, you I mean all of us have been the fan expo in yeah. some capacity. I could very easily picture what what was kind of going on here. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I knew where we were and where we were going. And uh, I was waiting for that pearl to stab us in the back though. Yeah, I was like, well, well I was thinking of even throwing it at PyCon and uh, letting uh, I don't know whatever came out of that Pokéball attack him. But, so, um, you, you know, the way I'm feeling about, like, basically everything that we've had to say in terms of criticism on this is, like, what I'm gathering is, if this were a longer form thing, we wouldn't be having these issues. Yeah. yeah. Mechanically, right? I like how it functions. Yeah. yeah. I well, like the mechanics. And I think it was really lot. smooth. Character creation was stupid easy. Yeah. And I, we didn't really get bogged down worrying about the rules in the game. Uh, it was just more of, yeah, well, it became option overload. Where it's like, you, I, we can do all the things. Yeah, I and think, I mean, there, there's certainly a lot of stuff that uh, from the rules that you didn't uh, end up using in here. Uh, but I think that's also just the format. That yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I, I kept looking at like master of cosplay and underdog son of the master of all arts, whatever the hell that means. And uh, trying to find ways to invoke that into the story the way uh, uh, Quinn uh, Dodd was able to with his character. Um, and rough and tumble college student, uh, just it just never came up. Um so I was just sitting on my character. I think one thing that that, that <coughs> might kind of benefit us next year, because it seems like we always pick one or two games to run long form, because right now we're running Star Wars and D&D. Yeah. I don't think Silent would be a of. bad choice for a long form game. I, yeah, like I think it. there's certainly something to pick up once the game has actually come out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We yeah. may want to revisit it. We'll revise the characters a bit to fit with the with the final rule set. Yeah. Y'all ain't heard the last of Quinn. Yeah. No. I had a whole I, bunch I mean, of I love your characters. Yeah. And I do love what you did with them. I really loved your first episode, Derek, as we had our visitations. Yeah. That was like, it really set the tone. That was really great. Uh, and then um, 
I mean, I just, I, I'm, I, I apologize for when we showed up to Fan Expo and I just didn't know how to play my character. <laughs> like yeah. I just, we're, we're, it happens. Whatever. Okay. Um, but you know, the game, the game worked out really well, and 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 it does sound like the criticisms we do have is more on our preparation, uh, and yeah. uh, and less on the on the mechanics, which is actually a great place to be at the end of the game to know that. Yeah, I, you know, this is this is something that we can just we can polish our story, I, and the game is going to roll on its our, own. I think our mechanical takeaway is really, and I agree with Dodd that momentum just there isn't enough to do with it. Uh, at the moment is that uh, you guys got a thing, but it's obviously still something in development. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, like, as a as the guy running the game, I found the system to actually be very accessible and very conducive to uh, being able to make the story. I love the complications. Um yeah, I like, go into it. I really like games that work tags and stuff that you can work into that are, like, sensitive to the context that you're in, like having your bell rung and... Yeah. The crowd is freaking out. That's a complication in the scene. Yeah, that's always good stuff. Kind of the way fate war- works with uh, um, yeah. just Glad writing stuff down. Yeah, I really like the fate system. Into that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the bo- the boons worked really smoothly, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had actually, I'm a little bit sad because I had a whole bunch of different abilities uh, regarding the the uh, the stars and the kami that I could have used. Uh, but yeah, didn't, you but had your didn't really have. Powers. I had teleportation powers. What? Yeah. And what? I could have. Do you not uh, read how her star purview works? Oh, you could have just teleported ahead of PyCon and tripped him. Um, it. I'm only allowed to use it in like low pressure situations. Oh. So if it's okay. just like yeah. According to this, basically. So when it, we were sneaking around early on, if we had gotten into trouble with the bouncer and Quinn wasn't able to get us through, you might have been able to teleport through to the other side. Maybe, maybe not. Basically, the idea is if it's like if it's if it's high energy, like high pressure, like I need to be able to keep my focus. Mm. So it's more like you know we've been we've been you know briefed on a mission that we have to do. It's like all right, we're gonna go there, and then I teleport us because I, yeah. I can. It's quiet, or and I can take a when few we seconds. got Pycon at the end and we knocked him out. That's likely how you might have been able to get in touch with the authorities. Yeah, is you teleport off to the authorities? Essentially, and come back. yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing I could have done was um, was appeased the uh, the kami of different uh, things or animals to be able to like convince them to help me in some manner, mm. right? So in the same way that you had control over um, certain like wireless devices and stuff like that, I could have like I could have. But we were for in example, Fan Expo. Yeah, but like for example, yeah. I could have like I could have gone up to a car and like appeased the kami of that car and been like, hey, I don't have the keys, but I mean, I think you're really nice. Could you, you know just what? Mind I, if I, I just mind if thought. we drive you? Is and then okay? the door opens up and yeah. it's like, hop on and in. And then it just lets you drive it like without the key or whatever. Essentially, it's actually it would. It, it, I, I borrowed that exactly from what it says on the sheet. No, here. it's the example in the book. It's yeah. really cool. That's nice. You know what? I, I just had an idea with Justin's wireless device control. We should have had George R.R. Martin's phone call us, and then we just track it through FaceTime. <laughs> uh, it needs to be around you. You couldn't just make it randomly go off. No, the oh, idea okay. is like I could, but, I hey, can, I you, can wirelessly handle my phone. I don't have to bring it out. I haven't had to like open my phone to post Instagram for like six months now. <laughs> I can just do it all wirelessly. Yeah. I'm basically you like to service dog, did you, Dodd? Yes, I did, Doug. He went this way. Men smell like hot dog. Yes. Actually, the, the, the wireless <laughs> yes. interface. I was just thinking, if my character was, like, 
being held up or arrested or any other things, I'd be able to send texts from my phone with essentially my mind. Yes. Yeah, yeah as long as you people. have service, yeah, you were good. As long as I can focus on it, as long as I have service, without taking the phone out of my pocket, I'd be able to be like, help! <laughs> they got me! Shit going down, help me out. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, turn on the memo recorder and record the whole conversation as uh, Caesar Wolf gives his evil monologue. And I got it all on tape! And it's immediately posted to SoundCloud. He didn't really get a chance to monologue. No one, no, really, no, no one really monologued. Broke his and busted his ass. Because Quinn just kept throwing stuff at him. Let me, let me throw glitter in his he open eyeballs. He has a eyeballs. dice pool called Paranoid Monologuing. <laughs> That's great. It didn't come up because you guys moved into the uh, just kick his ass. Derek, thank you so much for organizing this, this and for pulling yeah, this well, game together. Yeah, thank you for playing. I had a good time. Uh, and thank you so much to Onyx Path for giving us access yeah. to this game. Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters for giving us money, and we uh, were able to include <laughs> you in our game. It was, it's, it's a lot of fun to have NPCs. Like, Caesar Wolf might end up turning into, like, a recurring villain in future games as, like, of, like, re- like, like reincarnated like characters. If you listen to the Illusionoid podcast, they have uh, a character, uh, Professor Carstairs, who has shown up in dozens of different episodes that are unrelated to each other actually played by different members of the Illusionoid cast and Professor Carstairs is becoming I would love to see if 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 uh, these people continue to support us I've got no problem keep cycling their names through and creating like a Doctor Who bad wolf scenario where their names <laughs> yeah. just keep appearing throughout history and time <laughs> we, we are now fighting the art the legion of Caesar wolves yes yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> and the, uh, the 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 Pycon Corporation one of whom is literally a wolf with a little crown of laurels on his head from uh, from after the bomb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Caesar Wolf was the bad guy from the Ghostbusters campaign because he was so incompetent. <laughs> oh, Aww. we're going to make this guy feel really bad Aww. about himself. We keep no, but he's awesome time. because the fact that now he's like a renegade time lord who can do whatever the hell he wants. Like, like, like we, picked, we picked the name to be that auctioneer's name because it was such a badass name. We ended up just capping really him at is. the knees <laughs> and stealing his jewelry. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I felt kind of bad on him. Like, he looks like I'm making him look like George R. R. Martin. But come on, man! If you're if you're gonna have a wizard who's infiltrating a comic book convention to use as a site for an auction of illegal magic items, just having <laughs> that or Gandalf, just randomly look like George R. R. Martin. That or Stanley. I think it'd be George R. R. Martin or like Gary Gygax or something. Oh my God! Yeah, the reincarnated form of Gary Gygax. <laughs> Gary Gygax didn't die. He just ascended to godhood. <laughs> he just became a scion. <laughs> oh my god. You got, I'm going to have to make Gary Gygax into a god NPC at some point. <laughs> I'm the scion <laughs> of Gary Gygax? That would be really weird. That would be super like, weird. Are you enough. Gary Gygax? Like, yep. And I know your mom. <laughs> oh, no. it's like, you know her in a biblical sense please don't tell me you know her in a biblical sense <laughs> I know her in a consults chart biblical sense <laughs> sorry hold the one <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh the, the, the Gygax pantheon oh boy so the so anyway, rat uh, boys Yep, this is the last, uh, the last full day of the Scion Kickstarter. Check them out, Scion Second Edition. Go give them uh, your support. 
Support yep. it. Great. Quid's coming to your house. What? With my moccasins of ass kicking. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> I got this. I will convince you if you don't sign up for the silent Kickstarter, mighty woe will come to your houses. Bad I credit success score. subterfuge checks will occur upon you. I lay a gaius on all of our listeners <laughs> to be obligated to visit the Kickstarter page by Onyx Path on the second edition of Scion. <laughs> I'd also like to point out when I started saying woe will come to your house and leprechauns, my wife gave me the strangest look. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm amazed that Blair is even capable of giving strange looks anymore. <laughs> after everything. Oh, here. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> uh, I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. I've been your story guide for this campaign. And thanks for listening. And I'm Justin uh, Eacock. I've I've been uh, uh, one of the players. I'm Cassie D20. Love you. D- thank Mike you. The Bird- <laughs> Mike the Birdman Dodd, this week in Geek.net. And I really got to pee. So, do- I'm seeing Okay, you. bye. And that concludes our five-day special event with the Scion 2nd Edition Kickstarter special. Thank you to Onyx Path for providing the game for us to play. You can support Scion 2nd Edition for the next few hours by visiting their Kickstarter page right now. The links are in the description. They're easy to find on Google. Last I checked, they just rounded $300,000. But that doesn't mean it has to stop there. They still have stretch goals to hit, and you could be the deciding factor in that. The Terrible Warriors will return to their Monday and Thursday schedule next week. But I understand that a lot of you are listening to us for the first time because of this event. So let me introduce you to our weird little show. The Terrible Warriors is all about the enjoyment of tabletop RPGs. We believe that these games are for everyone, for everyone to enjoy, and that anyone, regardless of experience or background, can participate in that weird, unique joy that can only be found in interactive storytelling. Over the last four years, we have recorded over 50 separate campaigns set in worlds that are familiar and worlds that have been improvised. They're all available forever and for free at TerribleWarriors.com. We're always trying to improve the show. We're always pushing ourselves towards doing better. So what do we have planned for you next? On Monday, we return to Dungeons & Dragons in the realms of Ravenloft with Game Master Mike the Birdman Dodd as he brings Cassie, Scotty, Justin, and Connell back to the table into a trap of a tale we call Dead by Dawn's Light. On Thursdays, we have a crew out in Edmonton run by Derek the Bard, and he's gathered Wes Gunn and Will Mitchell to play a Western RPG that's about halfway through now, set in the world of Deadlands, in a campaign we're calling The Adventures of Change and Stone. It plays a lot like a TV show. I wish it was a TV show. Why can't it be a TV show? If you can make Change and Stone into a TV show, Contact us at feedback at terriblewarriors.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. Of course, follow Onyx Path at The Onyx Path. Today's Terrible Warriors have been Derek the Bard, Cassie Chu, Mike Dodd, and Justin Eacock. With album art by Steve Saylor and audio production by Justin Eacock. And special cameo NPC appearances by Patreon supporters Caesar Wolf, Skyo Exitum, and PyCon. 
This is where I would normally say thank you for listening, supporting, and sharing, and being a terrible warrior, but I thought I would give you a little bit of a gift. You just sat through this crazy week. We didn't know where it was going to end. We've never done anything like this before. And this episode was a little bit shorter, being the debrief and all. I wanted to just round out the time, a little bit of an extra bit of recording we had. Just before we actually formally started Ravenloft, Cassie needed to come up with a character name. And we started spitballing ideas and having a fun time. And I happened to have the mics on and was recording the whole thing. I don't know if they knew I was doing that. So here's a little behind-the-scenes candid moment that happened in the preparation of Dead by Dawn's Light. And I'll just let it end there because, no, I know extras. I'm tired. We've been doing this all week. It's been five days. I haven't left this room. I need to eat. I need to pee. I need to sleep. Me name right there, <laughs> Eleanor Sweaterweather. <laughs> <laughs> What's your oh, name? Jesus. I'm Eleanor Sweaterweather. Gothic horror has now been reduced to Sweaterweather. Well, it is. It's kind of muggy. <laughs> a good root sweater. Know, okay, so I get long an extra sleeves. spell slot and I good learn root sweater. Put <laughs> them long sleeves and the sweater. Okay. So we're going with Ophelia Damp shoes. Yes. If you want. <laughs> Eleanor Sweater Weather was where it's at. <laughs> Eleanor Sweater Weather. Uh, he, he, he sent it to me via like, Facebook message. Cheap. So we got Calder, Salchar, Little Thumper, Ophelia, and it was Steeg for Steve, which I have Steeg. a plot <laughs> to explain that away. Steeg. <laughs> Steeg. So the almighty Steve, go- Jesus Christ. <laughs> has gone into deep meditation for the next uh, few weeks. We're going to yeah, go with... He's turning into We're a fucking go with demon Ophelia guy. Ophelia Sycamore. Ophelia Sycamore. Yeah. Let's say like Ophi- that's a little better. Ophelia <laughs> Damp Shoes was the name of the creepy love interest in my first big D and D campaign that I played. Uh, my friend James was like, "Yeah, you're playing a sorcerer." I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah." So this really creepy girl who's like perpetually just damp. She's just moist like all the time. Uh, she just looks like oh creepy boy. and gross. She lives down the street and she's got the hots for you and she just kind of like lurks around your home and I'm like, great. And her name was Ophelia Damp Shoes and it was the funniest thing. You can always hear well, the spell shit. Yeah. Want, like the squidgy sound of her leather slippers in nature. Drags around and I was like, that's pretty funny. And then uh, Winifred Dorothy Longsleeves is the name of my assistant at LARP. And we came um, up purposefully with the worst name we hey, could Cassie, imagine. Yes. I have some suggestions for you. I actually have some, a list of Barovian names. Barovian? Okay. Uh, I have... They have good cheese. <laughs> yeah, they, have, <laughs> they do have good cheese. Um, Mirabelle. That's a cute um, name. Vasha. Mm, <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> Midiflorian. Uh, Bianca, <laughs> Serena, bonkers, bonkers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is Ophelia in there? Because that would be hilarious. I don't see it, but that seems to work. So, just wanted to give you some other names. Yeah. Which so is I'm this the first time you've been DM'd by me, Cassie? May ooh maybe actually. Yeah, I warn you, I do take the RP pretty serious. Okay. Just cool. FYI. That's fine. Challenge me. No, doesn't. Yeah. And now that we've been playing for X amount of years, like, on the show, now that we've done the intro adventures, death is now a real possibility. Don't scare oh. Cassie. Oh, okay. Not okay. Punch Cassie's her. crying now. Thanks. Don't scare Cassie. <laughs> I'm Just fine. Her. It's fine. <laughs> We're going to call her Ophelia Damp Eyes now. She's crying because of how much you just scared her. 
Ophelia. <laughs> well, that's just one thing that I've noticed that's been missing from, from like, because when I went back and re-listened to Ravenloft, we had some really good role-play moments in there, and I kind of want to keep the same feel. Hey, hey, okay. um, I killed off, like, half the characters at the end of the first After the Bomb game. That's what I say. Oh, Yeah. Also, I, I oh man, I am tempted. <laughs> also, paranoia. <laughs> I, I also want Cassie to survive because honestly, she's your best chance at living. Ha! Oh. Get wrecked. We're all gonna die. <laughs> oh, fuck. 